On everybody, welcome back to DTB Ravens Media, bringing you Ravens content every single day. If you want to see that daily Ravens content, make sure to hit the subscribe button down below and hit the notification bell as well if you want to get notified every single time I upload a brand new video. Now, in this video today, it's going to be talking about some recent Lamar Jackson slander. Shocker! Ravens fans, this will be surprising to hear, but another person has gone on national media and decided to criticize Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to be talking about it. Alright, so please let me know what your guys' thoughts are on this entire situation in the comment section down below. And if you guys want to join the airtime, uh, that's in the description down below as well. As well as the link to the TTB merch. But let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Now I want to make sure I get the show right. It was on ESPN. I was actually, fun fact, I was walking out. I went bowling yesterday and i was walking out and i turned my left and there's a there's a pizza place next to uh the bowling and they have uh large flat screen tvs um and i look by and i see like espn um is on and they don't have any sound or anything like that but i was just kind of walking home and i see espn is on and i see the header and it says lamar jackson not at otas and i i looked at that and i was like Pfft. I just kind of laughed. I didn't hear what they were saying. I just saw it in the distance as I was walking uh, to the car. And I was just like, man, all they can do is talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, Josh Allen's not at OTAs. Like, these guys aren't at OTAs. It's totally fine. I don't know why they have to make such a big deal out of it. And I'm happy that I wasn't watching because there were some things said in that segment that I just happened to walk by. I typically don't watch ESPN. I don't watch those sports talk shows. I don't like them. Frankly, I think that the people on those shows do not know what they are talking about. Unless they are former players, whether it's NBA or NFL, I do not respect their opinion. I don't respect it. I don't respect Colin Cowherd's opinion. I don't respect Stephen A. Smith's opinion. I do have some respect for guys like Shannon Sharp when it comes to football. I have I love J.J. Redick when it comes to basketball. You know, when these guys are talking about the sports that they play, I do respect them. I understand that they have a, a knowledge of the game that I cannot and will not ever be able to achieve because I will never play at the professional level. But the analysts, the analysts that are really not analysts they're more actually entertainers they have no idea what they're talking about they're on there to get some clicks and recently a, a clip surfaced of someone who i i honestly i've never seen her before she was on espn i do not know her name honestly and she was on get up and you guys will know the clip that i am talking about and basically what she said is lamar jackson is is dazzling Right, you know, he the way he runs around and things like that. He, you know, he's a spectacle that you have to see. But what has he not been able to show you that he can do? He can't win from the traditional pocket passer, traditional in the pocket type of play, and that's what you need to get the big bucks. That's the gist of what she said. That is that is downright ridiculous. That is stupid. That is ignorant. That is just saying that I have never watched Lamar Jackson play the game of football. I swear, every time they bring on a new analyst, it's like they say, hey, have you watched Lamar Jackson? And they say no, and they're like, perfect. You can come on our show. If you guys haven't seen it, there's a great SNL sketch um, about the, it's about the OJ Simpson trial. And basically anytime anyone had ever heard of OJ Simpson, they say, nope, you can't be on the jury. 
Like, if you know anything about them, you can't be on the jury. And so they get, like, an alien that, you know, is just visiting the planet. They get a guy that was on a deserted island that, you know, hadn't seen contact in years or whatever. It's a very funny sketch. But the gist was, if you know anything, you can't be on the stand. That's that's basically what ESPN and, and Fox Sports 1 and everything, that's what they do. They find people that have never actually watched Lamar Jackson, and they're like, you're the one that we need to talk about him. Because to say, okay, there are five things wrong with what she said. I'm going to start with the, the first initial thing, which is just the blanket statement about Lamar Jackson. He hasn't shown that he can win from the pocket. I don't know what games you're watching. Did you watch primetime against the Indianapolis Colts? That was not Lamar Jackson running all over the field. That was Lamar Jackson sitting back in the pocket and hitting Hollywood Brown deep, hitting Mark Andrews over the middle. That was him dissecting the defense. And, and notice that I didn't bring up the Miami Dolphins game from his MVP season. You know, those are teams where it's like, okay, those are bad teams. That Colts team should have made the playoffs. That was one of the best teams in the NFL when the Baltimore Ravens played against them. That team was winning their division at some points in the season. They unfortunately fell off at the very end of the season and weren't able to make the playoffs because of a horrendous loss to, I believe, the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 18. But overall, that was a good football team with a really good defense. And Lamar Jackson sat back in that pocket and dissected them. Drive in, drive out, down the field every single time. As a pure passer, last season, Lamar Jackson was fantastic. When you look at the Detroit Lions game, and the Detroit Lions, are they good? No, they're not. They were, they were an atrocious team. They hadn't won a game when the Ravens played against them. But Lamar Jackson, that ended up being a very close game. Lamar wasn't, the, that should have been a blowout. Lamar Jackson played a fantastic game. All right, Hollywood Brown dropped three touchdown passes, and I'm not trying to blame Hollywood. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson played fantastic. But those plays that he was hitting, he was hitting Hollywood down the sideline. He was hitting Hollywood in the back of the end zone. Those plays were from the pocket. And they were deep balls. And they were perfectly thrown. Then you look back at 4th and 19 in that same game. Game on the line. What does Lamar Jackson do? He sits back in the pocket and he throws a strike perfectly positioned to Sammy Watkins running over the middle of the field. They get the ball down. They run up. You know, they get the clock stopped. Kick the field goal. Justin Tucker. History. Lamar Jackson has shown that he can throw from the pocket. He is not Tim Tebow. Okay? He is not Taysom Hill. All right, Lamar Jackson led the league in touchdown passes. Lamar Jackson has done plenty of things with his arm without using his legs. Plenty of things. Does he have great legs? Yes. But that that's, you know, kind of debunking. That's not even the part that I'm the most frustrated about because a ton of people go out and they say stuff like that. And that's, you know, it's wrong, but it's commonly wrong. Okay. But the thing that I get annoyed about is, is her saying, well, Lamar Jackson isn't going to be able to get paid the big bucks because he doesn't throw from the pocket and he's not a traditional quarterback. Where does this come from? This is the stupidest thing that I have heard all summer. All summer saying Lamar Jackson won't get paid good money because he doesn't play like a traditional quarterback. 
do the Ravens not like Lamar Jackson? Do the Ravens not believe in Lamar Jackson? Where is this coming from? The Baltimore Ravens have said when Lamar Jackson is ready, they are going to pay him. Lamar Jackson just doesn't care. Like He, he doesn't care about, oh, I got to get the money right away. That's not something that he is focused on. And he's talked about that. The Ravens have talked about that. Other players have talked about that. Like Hollywood came out and was like, yeah, that's just not something Lamar's like super focused on. And we talk about it, but he's just not like he's focused on winning. But for her to say Lamar Jackson's not going to get paid the big bucks. What do you mean get paid the big bucks? Lamar Jackson's easily going to be getting over $40 million. Okay. Do you know who the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL are? Are they traditional quarterbacks? No. No, they are not. You want to look at the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL? They are mobile, athletic, out-of-the-pocket type of quarterbacks. Now, are they accurate? Yes, okay? I'm not saying that they can't throw the football. And I'm not saying Lamar Jackson can't throw the football. But the new era of quarterback isn't Drew Brees. It isn't Tom Brady. It isn't Joe Montana, all right? It's not Dan Marino. It's this new style of escapability athleticism and on the run accuracy that is the new quarterback if you ask someone who are the top 10 quarterbacks in the nfl eight of those top 10 quarterbacks will be under this new mold the two players that will not be under that mold are going to be tom brady and then maybe they have a, a matthew stafford or maybe they have a joe burrow um in their top 10 one of those two guys the rest of them, let's look at the other guys. I'm just going to name them. This isn't in any order. Patrick Mahomes, okay? Yeah, he's athletic. He moves out of the pocket. He's not just about throwing from the pocket. He's about making plays. Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers a pocket passer? Yes. However, a great part of his game is making plays outside of the pocket. All right? Now, he's older, so he's you know reducing in his skill, but he's still a playmaker. He runs backwards, he throws off his back foot, he does things that a traditional quarterback does not do. Russell Wilson, no, he, he gets out of the pocket, he makes plays. Josh Allen makes plays, gets out of the pocket. Lamar Jackson obviously makes plays, gets outside of the pocket. Kyler Murray gets makes plays, gets outside of the pocket. A lot of people love Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is built on athleticism and getting out of the pocket and making plays. The, the traditional quarterback is dead is dead why did mac jones not go number one overall because he's a traditional quarterback he's a traditional quarterback he's gonna sit back in that pocket and he's gonna make some throws that are accurate is he good at that yeah is that valued as highly as a guy like a trevor lawrence who is a generational quarterback because he can move make plays with his legs make plays on the run and make accurate throws trey lance athletic able to make plays diagnosis situations he's a playmaker justin fields a playmaker gets out moves zach wilson zach wilson moves makes plays that's what he was at byu the traditional pocket passer is not a valued commodity in the modern nfl so this idea that lamar jackson won't get paid because he's not a traditional pocket passing quarterback The traditional pocket passing quarterbacks 
aren't in the league anymore or aren't as good as they used to be. Let's look at the traditional pocket passing quarterbacks in the NFL over the last 20 years. And let's look at the guys that were really good. And let, we're, I'm going to when I say last 20 years, I mean like came into the league within the last 20 years. They're more recent. Guys like Matt Ryan, okay? Matt Ryan, did he win a Super Bowl? No, but he's a great traditional quarterback, right? Phillip Rivers, traditional quarterback. Did he win? No, he did not. All right? When people say, oh, the traditional quarterbacks win, they're referencing one man, and his name is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the winningest quarterback in history. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, according to most people, because he was able to win so much. Spoiler alert, not everybody is Tom Brady. So everyone says, oh, you got to get a quarterback like Tom Brady. You can't do that. Tom Brady's not the most accurate player in history. He is not, he doesn't have the best arm in history he's not the fastest what is he he's crazy intelligent he works hard and he's very disciplined you can't find that there will never be another tom brady in other sports we see it there will never be another lebron james right guys just aren't built that big that fast and that smart it just doesn't happen so how do you get to win like them you start bringing something new to the table you start revolutionizing, right? That's how the history of the NFL has worked. There's been adaptations. And this is probably going to be a pretty long video. If you guys are still watching, thank you for joining it. But it's probably going to keep going for a little bit because I got a lot to say about this. And I'm a little bit frustrated. But if you look at the history of the NFL and you look back and you see football in the 1960s, football in the 1970s, you're looking back at these quarterbacks. You're looking back at these offenses. What are they? Are they throwing it 50 times a game? Absolutely not. They're handing the ball off. They're playing hard-nosed defense. They're playing under center. And that, you know, Johnny Unitas came in and started really bringing in the passing game, got it a little bit more popular. And then it started, it was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then a guy named Dan Marino came in. And Dan Marino was maybe the most impactful player in the history of the NFL, Okay. The way he came in and his accuracy, he really revolutionized playing the quarterback position because all of a sudden it wasn't just, a, okay, yeah, he's a quarterback. It was like, oh my goodness, the way this guy can throw the ball. This is a pass offense. Like, this is unbelievable what he was able to do with the Miami Dolphins. Did he win a Super Bowl? No, but he revolutionized the game. And the game has changed since that. You know, we have so many players, right? You know, Joe Montana. You know, I, I'm not trying to name every great player in history, but the way that the quarterback position has shifted, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. Does he play the same style as Joe Montana? No. Does he play the same style as any quarterback before him? Not really. They just kind of kept shifting. Peyton Manning made a massive difference because he was the guy that revolutionized the pre-play adjustments. You know, he was famous for his Omaha call, right? You know, he would check the play to a different play by calling out Omaha to be able to get exactly what he wanted. Peyton Manning revolutionized that. He brought that aspect of the game, you know, to the forefront of the NFL. We had Manning, we had Brady, and it was like that was the sit in the pocket, you know, two of the great, I think they're the two best quarterbacks in history right there. Those two guys right there. 
But then there were other guys that kind of came in. And there was a guy named Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers came in and replaced Brett Favre. And Brett Favre was a gunslinger. He was not the traditional Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, sit in the pocket and make the safe throw. I'm not saying Peyton Manning made every safe throw. Peyton Manning was a gunslinger. But Brett Favre was like the ultimate gunslinger. Many would say the greatest gunslinger of all time. He was running. He was slinging the football. And Aaron Rodgers came in and backed him up. And Aaron Rodgers started really moving outside of the pocket. Really starting to make those incredibly tough throws day in and day out. Okay? And Brady, Breeze, Manning, and Rodgers ran the NFL for a decade. Right, maybe a little bit more than that. There were other players, you know, Philip Rivers and, and and guys of that nature. But it was it was Brady Manning and Rogers, the three best quarterbacks in the NFL for a very, very long time. Well, then all of a sudden some new guys started coming into the NFL. A man by the name of Russell Wilson, I think is one of the the biggest. Right, Because Russell Wilson came in, and, and Russell Wilson could throw from the pocket. Again, throwing from the pocket is a staple of playing in the NFL. But Russell Wilson could really move. Russell Wilson was the best escape artist in the history of the game, and he was able to escape, and not just escape by running up the field, escape by running back and allowing receivers to get open and making more plays from the pocket. Because it was cool being a Michael Vick type of player. And Michael Vick could drop back, doesn't see anybody open, sprints up the field, gets eight yards. And eight yards is fantastic. But Russell Wilson would sprint backwards, swim, move, spin around three times, and throw it up to Doug Baldwin, get an 80-yard touchdown. And it was like, whoa! Nobody else is doing that. Tom Brady's not doing that. Peyton Manning's not doing that. Aaron Rodgers can kind of do that, but not to the level. Of Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson came in and he won a Super Bowl and then he got to another Super Bowl and then they decided to throw the ball in that Super Bowl and then they threw in the interception and they lost but whatever Russell Wilson came in and it was like wow okay okay he's kind of a unicorn right now though and it took a little while before there was another player you know there were guys that came in and they had success the running quarterbacks the Cam Newtons the Colin Kaepernick's of nature and they they, they made their mark but then started coming what I call the new age the Patrick Mahomes, the Deshaun Watsons, all right? The 2017 NFL draft, and we could go more present, but I want to talk about 2017 because those two players came in and they were able to run exceptionally well and they were able to move exceptionally well. They also had accurate arms, but the biggest thing was they were playmakers at every aspect of the field. If they were running towards the sideline, they could make a throw. If they were snapping the ball, they could make that quick read and make that throw. If they were running to the sideline they saw 10 yards of space, they were taking those 10 yards and breaking a tackle and getting more yards. All right, these guys came in. And Patrick Mahomes more so. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the, you know, the, the face of the NFL um, right now, I think. You know, you can argue Tom Brady. But, you know, Tom Brady's on his way out. Patrick Mahomes is at the top. He came in, and his his first year of playing in the NFL, you know, his technical second season, he was he was spectacular. Maybe the best season a quarterback has ever had in history. And it wasn't just throwing from the pocket. And he went out, and he ended up losing in the championship game to Tom Brady on a coin toss. Ironic, because that's how he beat the Buffalo Bills uh, last season. But he lost. Next season, though, comes out, dominates once again, gets to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. And everyone goes, 
okay, it works. It works. This, this style of quarterback works, okay? And he went out, and who did he beat in the Super Bowl? Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, is Jimmy Garoppolo the best quarterback ever? No, he is not. He's not. But what is he? He's a traditional quarterback. He's a pocket-passing quarterback. Do you know who his mentor was? Who did he back up and win multiple Super Bowls behind? A guy by the name of Thomas. Thomas Brady. Bill Belichick wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to replace Brady. Robert Kraft heard from Brady, and Brady was like, dude, you got to get rid of this fella. And he was like, okay, you know, I'll do whatever Tom wants. Gets rid of him. Mahomes beat him. And so, this began the age of the new era quarterback. And in that season, Lamar Jackson led the NFL in passing touchdowns. He also set the record for rushing yards by a quarterback, and he was sensational. And Josh Allen, he was struggling. But in 2021, Josh Allen took the leap. And all of a sudden, the best quarterbacks in the NFL, when that debate was being had, it was no longer three or four pocket-passing quarterbacks. It wasn't, oh, is it Brady or is it Manning? Or is it uh, Drew Brees? You know, no, no, no. When you were looking at the best quarterbacks in the NFL, the guys that had the, the teams with the best chance of winning the Super Bowl, not because they had a great team, because Tom Brady has a great team around him. Matthew Stafford has a great team around him. Joe Burrow has a great team around him. The traditional quarterbacks have, have the best well-built teams when they're winning. The thing about the new age quarterback is the team doesn't have to be as good. Now, does it help if they have a great team? Absolutely. It will always help if you have a great team around you. But Patrick Mahomes is going to win with whoever is around him. Whoever is around him. I don't care if Tyreek Hill leaves. I don't care who he is throwing to. He's going to be able to win because he's a playmaker and he's of this new age. If Tom Brady doesn't have players around him, he's not going to be able to win. Why? Because if the line's not blocking well, he's getting sacked. And he's not extending the plays and allowing his wide receivers to get to the spot that he needs them to. Patrick Mahomes can do that. Lamar Jackson can do that. Josh Allen can do that. I'm not saying Tom Brady is bad. I'm saying that Tom Brady has a fantastic team around him. And as a traditional quarterback, that's what you need. That's what Joe Burrow needs. That's what Matthew Stafford needs. I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's a great player. I talked about him when he got traded. He's a fantastic football player. However, there's a reason why he wasn't winning in Detroit. He didn't have the team around him. And this isn't a knock on him. This is this is the type of quarterback that he is. The traditional pocket passer has to have a great team around him to win. You know, it has to have a, like, a legendary team around him to win. If you are the traditional guy you're going to need better players whereas if you are the new age quarterback look at josh allen now i like josh allen's roster he has a decent defense but last year's offense was fantastic and it really was based on two players josh allen and stefan diggs you put josh allen with with tom brady's roster or matthew stafford but it's like oh yeah you have three great weapons and a and an all-time defense 
right? You know, Matthew Stafford has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Tom Brady has a great pass rush and a good secondary. Like, any of these new age quarterbacks are going to be fantastic. Justin Herbert, terrible offensive line. He's got good wide receivers, an injury-prone running back, and an injury-prone defense. But he, you know, he's able to transcend that and make them competitive. You don't want to play the Chargers because he can win you that game no matter what. Maybe he hits Josh Palmer for a massive touchdown. Maybe he hits, you know, one of his better players like a Keenan Allen or a Mike Williams. The new age quarterback is valuable because they make the plays. They don't have the players around them make the plays. A lot of people talk about Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady, you know, people like Tom Brady haters, what do they talk about? They're like, Tom Brady, you know, he wasn't the reason they won any of those Super Bowls. It was this guy's catch, or it was this guy's tackle, or it was this player doing this. And that's true. And that's not a knock against Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. But at his his style is to have the playmakers be around him and he gets the playmakers the ball. That is the traditional quarterback. The new age quarterback, the Lamar Jacksons, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts, the younger players, the Kyler Murrays, you know, all those guys. They're the playmaker. And they get it into the hands by making their own play. Which is why they don't have to have as great of a roster. Lamar Jackson's roster was atrocious last year. But when he got hurt, who was the number one team in the AFC? The Baltimore Ravens. Did they have a, a running back that they were expecting to have? No, they did not. Did they have their first round pick wide receiver? No, they did not. It was Hollywood and it was injury prone Sammy Watkins and Mark Andrews and a really bad offensive line. But they were winning games because Lamar Jackson is the playmaker. When Tom Brady is playing, who's the playmaker right now? It's Mike Evans, it's Chris Godwin, it's Gronk, you know, whoever they have on their Leonard Fournette. Those are the guys. So this idea, getting back to what I was talking about, that Lamar Jackson doesn't play the traditional pocket-passing quarterback is going to be why he doesn't get a lot of money? It's the opposite. It's why he's going to get more money. Because the NFL has realized that the quarterback position doesn't have to be a methodical, handed off, safe option. They realized, hey, we can not only have weapons at wide receiver, we can have a weapon at quarterback. And everyone can be a weapon. When 10 years ago, that was not the thought. That was not the thought process at all. And there have been guys in history, guys like Michael Vick and things like that, where the quarterback was the weapon. But not in the extensive amount that it is in the current NFL standing. Because currently in the NFL, the quarterbacks are the playmakers and the wide receivers are secondary. When you see a highlight from the Kansas City Chiefs over the last couple of seasons, it's Patrick Mahomes 
Oh my goodness. Look at Patrick Mahomes evade this sack and throw it 70 yards down the field off his back foot and Tyree Kill scores a touchdown. And it's like, wow, unbelievable. That's Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady makes that throw. You know, he just makes a, a big play to Tyree Kill. It's like, wow, look at the way Tom Brady was able to get the ball to Tyree Kill. And Tyreek Hill's speed took it to the end zone and got him open. The emphasis is on the wide receiver when it's the traditional pocket passer. With the traditional weapon at quarterback, it's on the playmaking ability from the quarterback. Look up, I, I, I want all of you to look up highlights of, of these quarterbacks that I've been talking about. Look up Brady highlights from last year. Look up Josh Allen highlights from last year. Look up Mahomes highlights, Lamar highlights. Look up all these quarterbacks highlights and you'll recognize that the highlights of the new age quarterbacks are based on the quarterback's ability rather than the wide receivers. Now, there's obviously exceptions. You know, sometimes a receiver makes a great sideline catch or whatever. But in general, the traditional quarterback is not a weapon. Whereas the new age quarterback is, and that is why they're taking over the NFL. Who are the top guys that people are looking at in the draft? Oh, it's Bryce Young. It was Spencer Rattler last year. You know, obviously Rattler fell off. But this, the look is towards these new types of quarterback it's not towards getting that top tier wide receiver so i think that what she said was the stupidest thing i've heard all summer and maybe the stupidest thing i've ever heard because if you can't recognize that the position of quarterback is changing then you're in for a very rude awakening in 10 15 years when there may not be there may be one traditional quarterback that's really good but, I mean, just look at the NFL right now. When you look at the traditional quarterbacks, where do people rank them? 15th? 20th? 25th? You know, it's the it's the new age weapons that are ranked in the top 10 and the top 15. And then there's exceptions of traditional guys. But the traditional guys aren't young. The only young traditional guy is Joe Burrow. All the other guys are really old. Mac Jones is nowhere near that level. Like, all the old traditional quarterbacks are like, oh, yeah, it's Brady, it's uh, Ryan, it's Stafford. Like, those guys have been in the league for, for years. And they're the only ones. All the rest of them are young weapons at the quarterback position. And the reason why they're valuable is because they're not just the messenger of the play. They're the creator of the play. Hopefully, what I've been talking about you guys have been agreeing with. Please let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. I had a lot of fun making this video. I love talking about the advancement of football. And, and I don't want to call it theoretical, but um, I'll call it like, I don't know, deep dives into theory. I don't, I don't really know exactly what to call it. But thank you so much for watching. Subscribe for Daily Ravens content. And let me know any questions that you guys have about the Ravens. NFL content. If you guys want me to talk about NBA, I talk about NBA on live streams and stuff like that. But thank you so much for watching and I'll see all of you again tomorrow.